Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 205 of Keep Moving Forward with Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook, live on Instagram over at Comic Anthony D. But as always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. But as always, please go to iTunes and five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews, love sharing them on social media, and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there, and that's you guys. I'm going to do a bonus episode this week because um, a lot happened over Christmas that I want to share with you guys. You can go over to patreon.com slash podcast, become a Patreon member, have access to this week's bonus episode and the past catalog of bonus episodes over at patreon.com slash podcast. Built Bars are coming out with new flavors, crazy sales, especially at the end of the year. You can go over to BuiltBar.com, use code WWBROPODCAST, save 10% off your order, at least 10% off your order. There's going to be a huge sale where you could possibly save 44%. I'll post about that over at Comic Anthony D, so check that out. Sail Away Coffee, I think Sleigh Ride is still available. If not, you can check out the best nitro brew out there at Sail Away Coffee. Com, use code WWBRO10, save 10% off your order. The live uh, GoFundMe link for John Ziegler is still active over on my Instagram tree at ComicAnthonyD. As you guys know, my buddy John is battling cancer, and we've got a GoFundMe page set up for him to help cover his medical bills and expenses. Definitely check that out. Give what you can when you can. John is very appreciative. I was just talking the other day. Wanted me to thank everybody who has donated. Really helps him a lot. Anyway, um, I don't want to spend too much time with this intro. Really excited about my guest tonight. Um, when I first decided to change the format of the podcast, this is one of the guests that I kind of wanted to change it for. Somebody who's been successful in almost every aspect of life. He's been successful in every aspect of life, just if you're watching his documentary. I'm joined today by Anthony Lolly. Anthony, thank you so much for joining me today, pal. How you doing? doing great thank you for having me man i'm excited i'm excited to have you on like i said before when i started i rebranded my podcast um because i wanted to cover just not only just weight loss but success and I, and I people have been successful in these great stories and looking at your story i think it really this encompasses what I, I was trying to do you know just when i got into like looking you know looking you up and, and researching for the podcast i was blown away that like at 19 you got into real estate that at 21 started your own company, Rapid Reality. How did you, you do that? You know, um, I was going to Kingsborough Community College over here in Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine's father uh, was like a stay-at-home dad. He hadn't been in the workforce for years. He started making money in real estate. And I said, man, if he can do it, I can do it. So right off the bat, you know, I remember – having to learn everything on my own. I was one of the youngest guys to get my real estate license. And uh, I closed a rental transaction where I made $2,000. And I said, man, you know, take a million dollars divided by 365. You know, I only have to make like $3,700 a day to make a million dollars a year in real estate. Then why don't I just do this? You know? So I started, you know, uh, renting four or five apartments a day, you know, close, making five, five, six thousand $6,000 a day doing real estate, you know? That's crazy. That was it. I was hooked. I was hooked, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, especially being 21 years old or between 19 and 21, making this money as a kid. I know at me at 21, 
Like making one hundred and fifty dollars a day was a big deal. Like at, at King Cullen when I was working in the deli. So I guess we had different trajectories here. But like you know, because think about it, most twenty-one year olds, you know, especially now, they're not thinking about like you said. What do I have to make in a day to make a million dollars? How do I? What do I have to be? They're just worried about like you know maybe graduating school, getting a job, still being able to hang out and party with their friends. So you right. you had a different. It's all, listen, I I grew up in Brooklyn and I listened to rap music. Mm-hmm. I listened to, you know, I was grew up in the hip hop culture and it's all about driving nice cars and having nice things. And that was the lifestyle I wanted to live. So I was going to do whatever I needed to do to achieve that kind of lifestyle. And I knew that I wanted the nice car. I wanted nice clothes. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I knew I had a knack for sales. I had a knack for real estate. I knew I wanted to be a landlord. I knew I wanted to own properties. I think the most important key to success is knowing very early on what you want to do and stick to it, you know, stick to it so that you can really learn and hone your skills. And yeah, you said being a landlord, owning property, you know, like I said, at a young age, people are worried about, you know, finding an apartment, paying rent, paying their landlord. And you're like, no, I want to flip the script. And that's, that's awesome that you got your influence from, from rap culture. Cause it is true. You listen to rap music, you know, people come from nothing. They want everything. How do I get it? You know, how, how do I go about it? And here you are successful at the, at a young age. Did, did it get to your head? Like, did, did it change you in any way? Or was this, this you were the same um, guy? Empire. I got bit by the bug and I said, you know, at my, at 21, I bought my first property. Um, I was able to build a team. I started my company you know, I was able to establish a real good leadership skills and, and grow a sales force under me. And, you know, I, I said, man, this owning real estate. But, you know, I saw early on in my in my my life when I was a child, my friends that would have nicer toys and things like that. That's because their dad owned a second property or yeah. a third property, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those were the things that uh, I noticed that were key, key components to um, – them having a happier life and better quality of life was those things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, I think about it now, like I, I rent, I couldn't imagine like, you know, being in charge of somebody like, you know, I, I'm very happy paying my rent each month, you know, just no stress or anything, but again, different, you're taking on a lot, especially at that, at that young age. And you actually came out with a, a, a book, heart of the deal. Well, uh, what, I made, wrote a, yeah. yeah. What was the inspiration now, for that? I, I said, I saw The Wolf of Wall Street. You know, I read that book and that became a movie. Yeah. You know, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Great movie. And if, you know, and, and if you look at it, a lot of uh, movies are from books. So I said, I got to have a book out there. And when I do something, I do something big. So uh, at the time, uh, President Trump was running for office. He was pushing his book, The Art of the Deal. And we were bouncing around with names and I'm really good at marketing. Yeah. I have a different approach to business and success. It's a little more heartfelt. It's a little more genuine. So I said, why don't we call it the heart of the deal? You know, and uh, whatever the algorithm gods are, it just, you know, and then I became a bestseller and I started touring all over uh, the world, really with Barnes and Noble and some of the major bookstores. And uh, it just, you know, started selling like hotcakes and, and today it's one of the top 10 most sought after books. If you if you get your real estate license and you and you look for a book, this is like book that's going to really help your career because I wrote it for the purpose of somebody. It's not just for real estate. It's like for somebody that wants to uh, 
understand the mechanics yeah. of business and leadership and salesmanship and things like that. So I, I put it all the information that you would need to succeed in business in general. But it's a really good real estate Bible. So it's like a manual almost, to, like a, your manual to success. Yes. And, you know, you, you know, you say in the, in, in the book, real estate, you know, it isn't a way to get rich overnight, but, you know, a, a business with unlimited potential, which I think is, is really interesting that you said that because I think a lot of people do get into something like real estate because they think, oh, I'll sell, you know, 10 houses, I'll be rich, you know, and they think it's, it's easy. They don't think that that work goes into it. And I think also a lot of that is just the culture we are in now where we want everything right away. We want to make money overnight. We want success overnight, even lose weight overnight. And here you are saying, no, that it's, it's not as easy as it looks. One thing that's going to happen for sure is you're going to get older. I got buildings that I bought when I was 21, mm -hmm. 25. Maybe I paid 300, 400, 500,000. Now they're worth three, four, five million. You know, I'm 44 now. All I did was just get older. You know, the same <laughs> principle of owning stocks, right? I mean, if you yeah. would have bought Facebook or, or Apple or, you know, whatever the major blue chip stocks are 10, 15 years ago, all you had to do is sit on it, you know, and real estate is, is something like that where you have the patience. Um, and if you're young, nothing is going to outperform your ability as a human being to generate revenue. Your, your hustle, nothing is going to beat your hustle. So real estate is going to actually beat your hustle after it grows. It's like a baby, you yeah. know? So after it becomes a teenager, then you're going to start reaping the rewards, you know? And so I have real estate that I've owned for 20, 25 years now. So um, buildings I bought for $150,000 that are now worth $7 million next to the Manhattan Bridge, you know, just because. Wow. The chains, the air rights, and all sorts of stuff, you know? But um, I continued my same method of buying real estate throughout the years. I just kept collecting and, and perfecting my systems and, and building my team so that the real estate wouldn't take over my life. I think a lot of people are afraid to get into real estate because it can be all consuming, you know. But, you know, there's a big difference. You can be in your business or you can be on your business, okay. you know. And so, you know, there's a big difference. If you look at the sharks on Shark Tank, they own several different businesses. They own restaurants. They're not in the kitchen or in the restaurant worrying about, you know, who's the person that came into work, hiring and firing. They put the right management in place. So you have to have the humility and the intelligence to delegate. You also have to have the uh, uh, scared money don't make no money mentalities. So you have to be able to invest yeah. in salaries and hiring good people. And that may require firing and turnover. So, you know, you may be 40, 50, 60 grand into somebody's salary and you realize they suck. They're irresponsible. They don't get it. Guess what? Chalk it up because you're going to take a lot of L's, a lot of losses. But that's the whole thing. So I built a nice team that, you know, I'm able to kind of sit back and relax and I don't have to deal with any of the major headaches that happen when you own real estate or any of my other businesses for that matter, because you do what you got to do. Right. Christmas yeah. time here. Bonuses have to be given, whether you're on an up year, whether COVID, no COVID, you got to give bonuses and raises. That's how it works in business, you know? Oh, absolutely. Because as someone in the workforce, uh, very thankful to get my bonus this year. I was very, uh, very appreciative of, of my boss and my company. Um, but like, when I was thinking, like, you know, about how, you know, you know everything's not overnight and you're building up to it and you put those people in place. You know, that is a big thing to have the humility to be like, okay, I'm going to let somebody else run this. Um, cause I have a situation or I was in a situation, um, 
with with a comedy club where somebody didn't have that humility. And you could and you listen, it, it's still there, it's still success, it's still making money, but I don't think it's making as much as it could and the quality isn't as good because somebody doesn't have that humility to be like, "Hey, somebody else can run this. I can go put my attention to somewhere else." So, you know, you have people you know, running your almost like your baby. They're they're watching your baby. Then you have you know, when you're searching for somebody, they have to have that same passion you have. I assume, right? You know, it's important that you not only have the ability, but you have the smarts. Mm-hmm. People limit their smarts to, let's say, degrees. Like you know, if you run into some legal issues, you know, you need to hire a lawyer because yeah. you don't have that degree. You have a dental problem, you go see a dentist. The same thing is with a business. In the comedy club situation, that person may not be a good manager. That person may not know how to get people to buy drinks or manage the bar or manage the kitchen. You got to get experts. You got to realize you don't know everything. You know, sometimes a genius is not knowing everything, but knowing to hire the best talent and and surround yourself with the best talent because you know i'm sure the business is still open yeah. but he's probably a slave to the business has no life and that's not what success is all about success is being able to enjoy life you know enjoy what you have going on around you not married and buried into a comedy club from six o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the morning that's no life yeah i mean you're not enjoying what, what you're doing and you know it looks like you know just from you know, following up, you enjoy life. You're enjoying your life. You, and that's one of, I think the reasons why, you know, you made this transformation as far as your weight loss, you know, cause hey, listen, things that aren't good for us are a lot of fun. You know, drinks are fun. Food's fun. All this stuff is, is really fun. So oh, yeah. you, you made that decision for your weight loss transformation. And did you, were you like, okay, this is, I have to do this for my health. Or were you looking at it as a business? Like, I have to approach losing weight as like a business where, you know, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to succeed with this. Or is it more emotional? What it was, because honestly, I was ready to die fat and happy. I told my wife that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it had to be bigger than me. You know, it had to be about my kids, my wife and living a healthy life for them, being a good example for them. And then, of course, I'm an entrepreneur to the bone. So I knew I needed to attach a business and the opportunity, I made a lot of millionaires in my real estate career, lots of millionaires, people that are thriving right now because of the tutelage and how that I've raised them in, in the business world. I wanted to be able to do that. I'm a good mentor. I'm a good teacher, but I'm a good uh, person at building enterprises and building businesses. So I knew that if I created a business that required me to be the persona and be fit, I would also use that as an anchor to maintain like you know, as as people with substance abuse problem, they call it sobriety. You yeah. know, so you know when you're obese, you know it's not like it's not like smoking crack and you can hide in the corner. Like people are giving you the food at the at the kitchen table right there in the dinner in front of everybody. You know, they're like handing you the crack pipe. You yeah, know? absolutely. It's here. It's there. You know, and it's like. Uh, eat, eat, eat. Don't you want to eat? Yes, I would like to eat that, but I, you know, it's not going to work for me right now. You know? So there's a lot of these things that happen. Um, and, and people don't understand. So I needed to have something that was going to anchor me and keep me on the straight and narrow. I think it's important for anybody, uh, trying to lose weight and, and get healthy is, is keep something that motivates you. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, attaching a business to it. Cause I, I watched the documentary uh, and you can watch it. It's on most platforms. Uh, from Fat Lolly to Six Pack Lolly, great documentary. And here you had like 
you know, the wherewithal, you're filming from day one. Like, you're like, this is it. Did, was that also a motivating thing? Or you, were you like, no, I'm just going to make a documentary? I nine times, but I knew I didn't really try. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, uh, if you're a single bachelor, you know, that wasn't really the girlfriend you were going to marry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that wasn't the one. And yes, I know that feeling. Was, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> but then you realize when this is the moment, this is it. This is the one that you want to take care of. And this is the one you want to handle with kid gloves. And that's what I said. This is number 10. Um, you know, the big one for me was I was always, I'm going to be fit at 40. I'm going to be fit at 40. I turned 40. I was the fattest I'd ever been in my life. That was an unkept promise. And that wasn't me. You know, it was one of these things where I was one of these um, wannabes. And I wasn't a wannabe in other areas of my life, you know. And I was selling myself a dream that I was not putting the work in. And I realized that, you know what, if I put the work in, if I treated it like a business, you know, I would tackle this problem. You know, if I found a piece of real estate, I have a million solutions for the roof, for the buyouts, for this, for that, for the negotiation. I tackle those solutions in my mind. I hire the right people. I get the job done. Why don't I do that with my body? You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have time or, oh, should I hire a trainer? This is too expensive. I'm saying these things, you know, and then I'm looking at other people that are hiring trainers. Listen, I didn't hire the rock to do my training. I hired a guy that was $30 a session. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I took a 25-year-old kid who was a nutritionist and flew him over. What was the ticket? You know, $600 from Ireland. Big deal. Come stay in my house for free. I'll teach you business. You teach me nutrition. Like, that was it. It wasn't like a big thing. I just happened to have the mindset to be able to, to you know, be resourceful. You know, be resourceful and, and do what you're very resourceful yourself. You know, you're in the comic world. Now you're plugged in the podcast world. You're streaming. You're using all the resources that are available to yeah. you to, to, to build your brand and build your persona. And, and you're using every tool, you know. And so that's what a resourceful person does when they really want it, you know. And I said, let me put that intelligence hat on. Let's treat this like something serious. And. How about I accomplish another goal? Because I accomplished so many other things. I'm like, how about I, I try to do something really cool, like, you know, and finally get that dream body, you know? Yeah, I see that. Like, most people just would be happy losing 125 plus pounds and being like, I did it. Like, this is it. Here we go. You were like, no, the next, tra there's another transformation here still. And I saw you had the way the skin removal surgery, which looked incredibly painful. Is that like everything they say it is as far as like pain and discomfort? Well, you know, it's funny because now that I'm in this world, I'm meeting so many people. And in fact, um, you know, I'm having a competition starting January 1 where I'm offering a $40,000 uh, loose skin re removal surgery, just like the one I got. Okay. Um, it was, look. You know, you're knocked out for seven hours. Mine was seven hours. So I don't know what the hell was going on when I was asleep. <laughs> so, uh, I woke up. They gave me some pain medications. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a drug taker. I was never into that kind of stuff. You know, maybe I'll have some drinks here and there. Um, you know, and I got some friends that are hooked on Oxy. So they give you Oxy. The doctors give you Oxycodone. And, uh, you know, I felt like one of those guys that are on methadone, like falling asleep with my phone in my hand, falling asleep, standing up. I'm like, there's nothing cool about this. So I actually no. stopped it after like two or three days um, and just took the pain. I don't know. I just listen. When you get that far, you're so gun ho. Like I was able to feel my abs under the loose skin. You know, I was just dying. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like 
It's like uh, when you go to the Javits Center for the car show and you're dying to reveal the new car. You know what I mean? I was dying to see what was under there, all the hard work. And I said, man, you know, I was whatever it takes is what I said. I'm going to do this no matter what. I even said my goodbyes to my family because surgery is surgery. You could die. You can get all sorts of different. Yeah. Things. I mean, Joan Rivers died on a table for a cosmetic surgery. You know, you don't know anytime you put under. I mean, I watch enough Grey's Anatomy to know that anytime yeah. you go under that knife, I mean, that's my medical source is Grey's Anatomy. Oh, but it's dangerous. I had a yeah. friend just die. You know, she did the this gastric sleeve, uh, and she died three days later at home. Oh you know, my these, god! You can you can die. So, um, but honestly, I I didn't go that far to get this far. So I said I'm going to go all out. You know, and uh, I you know I I uh, I did it. You know, thank God. Yeah, and then you became a, a bodybuilder, which, you know, you, you think about that. You know, that's every fat kid's dream. It, it really is like, you know, when you're heavy and overweight, you see these guys on TV. You know, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. And you see these guys, and it's like, you know, damn, I wish that, that was me. And here you are. You made it from, like you said, you were a fat guy. You became skinny. Then you became a bodybuilder. When did that come into your head, like, I'm now going to become a bodybuilder and even compete? Well, when I when I did the loose skin surgery, I was like, what's next? I didn't even know that there were these transformation competitions for guys that and girls that lost weight. I thought I could only compete professionally as a bodybuilder. Yeah. So my first entry into that world was which I put in the documentary was competing in the transformation category um, for the Federation, of which I hold a pro card now. It's called the WBFF. And they had a whole division strictly for transformation people. Yeah, my From buddy John just did it. Yeah, you know, people that got you know uh, by bariatric surgery and lost the weight. People that lost the weight through diet and exercise. Men, women, people that had the skin surgery. People that still had the loose skin. Everybody was there. So I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm in my own you know group of peers. I loved it. And then I said, well, where else can I compete? You know, like uh, how many more of these out there? So I ended up doing research and I competed pretty much for all of the federations around the world that hold this type of thing. I built all sorts of relationships with the owners of the federations because of my business background and business acumen. Yeah. I talked to them on another level. Um, I've made a bunch of friends and relationships with not only competitors, but people that work for the organization and, and, and coaching and things like that. So, you know, I learned the whole thing. And then my wife is like, you know what? Why don't you try to cross over? Because I'm looking at you on stage and I'm I'm looking at the models and the bodybuilders. You're looking like them. Why don't you like, you know, try that? I'm like, nah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. She's like, listen, do it. So I stepped on stage uh, in April of 2021 uh, in, in, in Florida, in, in Orlando. And uh, I come in uh, second place as a fitness model. I'm like, holy shit. Now, how, probably, how does you know, that feel? I mean, can you, coming I mean, from... Listen, I'm going against guys. Remember, I'm 44. Yeah. So I'm going against guys that are in their 30s. Some of these guys have been training since they were 18. You know? You got a couple of these hillbillies from the Midwest. They're training <laughs> with the box. You know what I mean? Like, And, like, these guys are muscle-bound. And I'm over there coming in second place, you know? And then I went and did an MPC show, which is like a hardcore bodybuilding show. There's, like, 40 guys jacked. 45 years old, 40 years old, 38 years old, been working out. These guys are personal trainers, this and that. I'm coming in third place there. You know, like first time out the gate, coming in third place there. So, and I'm, I'm doing another show uh, called Summer Shredding in Texas, 
uh, I'm coming in third place there in classic physique. I'm like, what is this? Like, holy crap. Because yeah. you really don't recognize what you've done until somebody else sees it or until you see photographs and pictures, you know? And then uh, one of my final uh, competitions I did this year in August, um, I actually won my pro card as a pro bodybuilder, which is insane that I could go like literally three years ago, I was 315 pounds um, ready to eat myself to death. And now I'm I'm a, a pro, you know, fit, bodybuilder. Like it's a muscle model. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And you, you talk about summer shredding. Um, my buddy, John Arpino, uh, Jarrett's Journey, he's been on the podcast a bunch of times. Very good friend of mine. He did that this year, and I, I was so proud of him. I mean, I break his balls nonstop, and, you know, he knows that. But I was really proud of him seeing he came in second place yes. in the transformation category. And when he got back, and this is kind of like, you know, I'm hearing the same thing that you said. He was like, no, I want to do this again, but I want to compete as, like, you know, non-transformation, as, as, as a competitor. And, yeah. you know, hearing him say it, it was like, Oh my God, like, yes, as, as a former fat kid, here he is now competing in bodybuilding. And here you are now holding a pro card that, you know, it just shows people because, you know, you hear there's a million excuses. Uh, I'll never lose the weight. Even if I lose weight, I, I won't be ripped. I don't have that kind of body. Now, you got to hear that, right? When people that approach you. And what is your response to that? I erased 41 years of damage. I'm talking heavy duty on the mozzarella sticks, pizza pie every day, you know, a pint of haagen ice cream. I'd throw in the M&Ms. The list goes on and on of stuff that I would eat every day. And now I'm meeting guys that were five, 600 pounds. They make what I eat look like nothing. Yeah. Still, um, I'm not that tall. I'm only 5'7". So 315 pounds at 5'7", that's a lot. And so... Um, I erased all of that in one year. You, I look like a completely different human being. So 41 years of crazy eating and fun erased in one year. Honestly, nine months. The loose skin surgery and the healing and the competition, that was one year. So, you know, it's not a bad, bad thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a bad uh, timeline to be able to start fresh, to start over and really have a new lease on life. You know, where do I sign up, you know? Yeah, where where can they sign up? And so, you know, it's perfect oh, intro there. Yeah, um, I ha it's called Radical Body Transformations. They would go to this website called rbtshow.com. So what we're doing right now on January first, which is literally five days away, mm -hmm. we're holding. First of all, I had to pay to compete. Jarbs had to pay to compete. Everybody has to pay to compete. This is free to enter. You can actually win money, cash prizes up to a hundred thousand dollars. There's all sorts of incentives, and then we're offering the plastic surgeries, not only for men, but for women. Now, you don't have to actually do the surgery after the 90 days. You get like a credit to do the surgery. So we're inviting people that have never worked out before or if you've worked out before. We're going to walk you through a transformation, whether this is day one, whether you're four or 500 pounds, we're going to hold your hand. You may need to do more than 90 days if you're at four or 500 pounds, yeah. that's okay. Even if we do this for the next nine months or 12 months, you're going to look like a completely different person. Even if it takes a year and a half, two years, we're going to be holding your hand. And if your goal is to ultimately transform, if your goal is to be on stage, we can help you do what I've done, what so many people have done, what Jarvis has done, uh, put you on stage. So basically we're calling it from the sofa to the stage. So you know, I like that. I like that. So 
you know, and, and we're calling this transformation competition starting January 1, debut the new you in 2022. Because even if you just do one challenge, which is 90 days, you're going to lose a lot of weight. You know, you're going to look different. But so, if you stick with us, you do another 90 days and another 90 days, even by the time we're talking about celebrating 2023, you know, and we know all the tricks now because we have our coaches are former transformed people. These yeah. are people who are morbidly obese uh, and also very, very skinny. So if you're looking to put on muscle or if you're looking male or female, we have coaches that are like uh, hands on. Like we don't give like templated diets like. We customize the diet. So we're not going to tell you to eat something that you don't eat. Like, for example, I don't eat vegetables. You know, I don't eat vegetables. So we have a workaround. We use the, the super green powders, you yeah. know. So, you know, we're going to work with your taste buds because it's enough to, you know, train and work out and then work around your, your eating habits. We have enough hurdles. We're not going to add another one. You know, I'm not going to have you eating cauliflower <laughs> and things that you don't like to eat on a regular basis. And tell you, you know, it's not going to work. We do things. The best diet is the one that you can stick to. The best diet. And then on top of that, we have free things that we're, people can do. Like your audience right now, if they wanted to join our Facebook community group for free, they can do that. We give free advice. People are posting their progress pictures. We just uh, finished the 60-day challenge. We called it the fall day challenge. It's finishing at the end of this month. And people are posting their transformation that they've done in 60 days. You got to wow. see the pictures. It's insane. And most of them are hopping into the January challenge, not only for themselves, but they want to keep going. They, some of them have another 15, 20 more pounds. Some of them have 50 more pounds, whatever the case is. So you can keep doing these challenges. You can keep winning money, getting recognition, and then win a plastic surgery. Like if you ever needed incentive, this is it. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you know, you have like my birds of the same feather fly together. So everybody that's in that group has the same problem and some of it worse. You know, yeah. I got people living out of trucks that don't have homes that really like, wow. you know, divorcees with, with taking care of four kids and they're doing it. You know what I mean? On a shoestring budget. So uh, they're really it's a world that even if you don't do the challenge, you should just, you know, sign up. And get involved in our world. Period. It's out. Yeah, it sounds like there's something for everybody in this challenge. And like you said, any any level, and it's kind of like you know, it's going back to what you said about the business aspect of it. Like you're like here, this is what we're laying out for you, and you're almost approaching it like a business. Like almost like you know, the the first goal is like 90 days, almost like a quarterly thing where like you know, we'll get to this point, and then we'll get to this point, and then incentives like a bonus. And you mentioned that 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 surgery, and you know. Um, Different times in my life, I, I, you know, you think about it and you're like, how am I going to get that covered? You know, because it is not everybody's got 40 grand sitting around, especially you know, nowadays, things, times are tough, times are hard. Yeah. And a lot of it's not covered under insurance. You know, I think it should be, you know, but, um, and here you are now, you're, you're, this is a, this is a major prize and that, that that's, it's a prize of a lifetime. And with not an expiration that you can bank it and use it another, another time. Yeah, I mean, you think about that. That is a very business-like model, and that's how you're approaching this as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's great. And you know, January first, what better way to start? Really, you know, everybody starts yeah. New yeah. Year's, right? First promises I made to myself. How many firsts of the month? Yeah, Monday, you know what I mean. Like now, this is a reason. You know, it's funny. Like, you know, I used to never take my shirt off in the pool in my own house. You know, I used to be shy. You know, I had man boobs. Like that was me. You know, like 
And so, like, but imagine you being in a pool and everybody has man boobs. Everybody's fat. Everybody got their shirt off, you know, like, and you're like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to do it too. Like, that, <laughs> that's, you know, so that's the kind of thing that we got here. We got a world where this is our world, man. Like, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, we understand. In fact, we encourage you to take as many pictures and videos as possible because you're going to regret it because you're definitely going to lose weight. One of my biggest regrets was not taking enough footage without my shirt. You know, I have some, obviously I put a lot in the documentary, but I wish I was jumping ropes with, with my man boobs hopping up and down because, oh, man, that's, you know, that's... like those are, those are gold moments that you really can't relive anymore. And, and we have some really good people in the organization that have lost a tremendous amount of weight and have taken my advice. And we got some real gems that we're about to release of people. And it's funny because once you lose all the weight, like the community, we have a community of icons now. We call them transformation icons. Like the world's greatest transformations um, are, are now uh, getting involved in the brand and representing the brand and, and really affecting change. You know, now it's like, you know, it's the battle of the fats. Like, who is the fattest? It's like, you know, like you're really proud to show off your old body now. Yeah. Because it really shows like how far you've come. And, uh, you know, so like the biggest thing we tell people is take a lot of pictures, a lot of videos um, and do it, you know. But the people that are in the challenges, they're more ballsy than I was. And I always joke around with them. I'm like. At least I waited till my transformation was over to release the documentary. Yes, people are doing it in real time, like the week one, week two. I couldn't and imagine I'm so it. Proud of them, you know? Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like I have probably like two pictures with my shirt off, and I they're locked, and no one will ever. I don't ever want anybody to see it. It's like you know, yeah. I it's just not something that I would put out there. But like like you said, like it's, it's where you're starting from, and. You're, the whole goal of this is that you're not going to be that anymore. You're not going to be there and to take the pictures, you know, and I see so many people posting these pictures. I'm like, I don't know where they get these pictures from because I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, being that comfortable. And like you said, like, you know, we're all in the pool, man boobs and everything. Like you have to be that comfortable. And like, and I think that happens when you realize I'm changing, like this is going to change. I'm not going to be this person anymore that you let go of that. And even when you're in yourself, like you're saying the people releasing videos as it's going on, I think they've really come to the realization they're going to release that person in the past. And, you know, that's a, maybe a fault of mine. I just, you know, start that I haven't done that and I'm not, you know, it's, you're holding on to it. And because, you know, I know my, I've, I've gained and lost weight all throughout my life. Um, you know, I lost 200 over 200 pounds. I put some weight back on. Now I'm struggling to get back that back off again. And I do, I battle with that. And I don't think I've ever really let go of that person as much as I thought I wanted to change that mindset. And I think what those people are doing is just letting it go and putting it out there. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. And uh, once you do something drastic, you basically hold yourself accountable. That's it. Yeah, and that's, that's the main thing I think is holding yourself accountable and, you know, marking it down. Like, here it is. This is me. I'm coming out there and, you know, joining a challenge like that too, because, you know, here you are, like, you know, when you think about it, you, you can look at that summer shred, even take summer shredding, for example, you, people did it. I mean, it's, they went from point A to point B and it wasn't like, you know, any magical solution. It's like when you talk about you're getting into business, it's not an overnight yeah. thing. I, I came in, I did transformation in June. I came in second also like Jarps. The mm -hmm. guy who came in first, 
He's also one of our icons in the organization. Awesome guy. The guy lost so much weight. You know what I mean? And he got the loose skin surgery and he has to do another one. And he's going all out. He wants to compete. He's a really good guy, a business guy, too. He's in the alarm business. Awesome guy. And he did his thing. Yeah. He did everything. He did what he needed to do. He's continuing his journey. And, you know, it's it's I have this saying, the man with no shoes felt bad for himself until he saw the man with no feet. And when I see people, when I was trying to lose yeah. weight, I had to look at 500 pounders, 600 pounders. I had to see them losing weight for me to be like, man, I got no excuse now, you know? So that we have all that in the organization and in, in rbtshow.com. We have people of all shapes and sizes under all circumstances that you can relate to. And if you need motivation and if you need encouragement and you need incentive, whatever you need, it's here. This is the moment. COVID, the worst of it is over. You know what I mean? So now yeah, you get a new chance to start life on the right foot. You know, this is the new year of better than all new years before because this is like a real reset. You know what I mean? And and plus, I don't think what people are telling, the media is not telling the public is that, you know, another way to battle COVID and any sickness is to eat right, exercise, lose weight, be active, get in the sun. You know, these things that are important to, you know, for your body and your immune system that I think right. that's, I think that's, you know, not being said enough. And you got guys like Joe Rogan that are going out there and just being like, no, this is, this is it. Here it is. You know, this will help you as, as well. And with that being said, like you said, New Year's, no better way to start January 1st, New Year. And it really is almost like you said another beginning because these last two years have been absolutely insane. I don't think anybody would have known when the ball dropped on 2020 what we would have been into now two years later. Exactly. And I think society kind of pushed us towards, you know, staying in, watch Netflix, binge, order DoorDash. Here it is. And like I've said many times on here, like in my prime. And when I was, you know, my, my peak 583, I would have killed to have an app on my phone where I could now with nobody shaming me that I could just order food to my house and I could sit and watch streaming services all day. I think that's the goal of any, you know, mm -hmm. big guy, you know, not being judged or anything like that. And here, yep. you know, and here it is now almost, this is the opposite. This is January 1st, no judgment. And here you are, no matter what, what level you're at. And a competition, which is which is great too, because you do need something to motivate you. Just saying you're going to do it is not going to do. You're it. going to be surrounded around winners, man. You yeah. know, there's a lot of quitters out there. There's a lot of people that you know will convince you that it's okay, but we got we got some real winners that went all the way. You know, five six hundred pound guys, four hundred pound guys and girls that went all the way. And when you see that, you're like, man. It is possible, man. It is possible. And not only you can see it, but you can talk to these people. Yeah. Like you can, they'll, they'll, they'll share. Like, you know, Jarps, he's yep. awesome. You know what I mean? One of the best and guys I know. Yep. Absolutely. Mindset coaches in the organization. So he's a guy that you can talk to and he's going to put your mind right. He's going to let you know what you need to know mentally. And sometimes you need that. You know, when you're getting beat up in the boxing ring and that, and they give you that, that break, the coaches are getting in your mind. Mm -hmm. Telling you what you need to hear so that you can go back in and win the next round and eating and dieting and training. It's a daily day. You got to win the day. You know, every day is around and it gets easier because you get lighter, you get more used to it, you get stronger, but you still need somebody to walk you through those rounds. 
And if he if he's one of those guys, I'm going to tell you firsthand, he's perfect for it because you know, just he's the he he gets me in check. You know, we sit and have conversations and many times, and he's wise beyond his years. You know, he's yeah. a young dude, but he very wise beyond his years, especially with this stuff. And I'm very thankful that you know he's in my life and a friend of mine because again he's somebody I as I'm 42, and I'm turning to him for advice on on things because I how he handles it, and again that's one of those things where I don't think age plays a factor. Um, you know he's gone through it and he's done the transformation. Now he's getting into the bodybuilding world, and you know one of the things I was always wondering, you know, watching everything. What was the most difficult for you as far as when you entered it to become successful? Was it business, losing weight, or bodybuilding? You know, it's funny. Um, I was just saying this to my friend, my closest friends and family. I'm like, the losing weight was great, and that was pretty easy. That was more like, I know all the shortcuts. I know the mm -hmm. secret workouts. I know the food. I know what to do. And there's more of a shock value in losing that drastic amount of weight. But putting on muscle and putting on size, man, that shit is so difficult, man. <laughs> and it's so boring because it's the same thing over and over. You know, it's really hard right now i'm on a bulk until the end of january so i've been on a bulk for the past four months uh i was 170 pounds on stage i'm two i'm 222 pounds i have to oh, end my wow. book at 25 pounds and then i'm gonna go down to 180 pounds for my next competition um and i'm picking up heavy weights i'm you know doing what i need to do um and and i'm, I'm putting in the work Hang on a second. Somebody tried to call me. Did I lose you? <laughs> no, we're, we're good. It's blinked out for a second, but we're okay. all good. So, and, and, you know, I have to go down to 180 pounds, which is not a problem. I know how to lose weight. It's just now I got to eat 3,800 calories a day. So I don't even want to look at food. Like I'm eating <laughs> literally every half hour. If, you know, like if I don't eat, uh, if I don't wake up early to eat, I got to stay up to two o'clock in the morning and finish my meal. It's literally force feeding yourself. When did you think about it at your heaviest when you were like eating for fun and you would you ever think to yourself, ah, I got to I got to eat. Like it's like, it could be a pain in the ass. That never probably entered your never, head. Never, never thought that way. Um, you know, and the one thing I did, because I just competed this year, seven competitions back to back, um, which is very difficult to do. But I have it all because we're building a. We're having a part two to the documentary. It's going to be a docu-series, 12 episodes. It's going to show how myself and I, I train my wife now. Um, she won two pro cards, too, like first year in, in bodybuilding right off the gate winning. Wow. We have two kids together, too. So, um, you know, the uh, after every show, you can binge eat because your body is used to, on a, such a caloric deficit you can eat whatever you want for like a week and not gain weight. I mean, when I say whatever you want, like whatever you were eating, 500 pounds, yeah. I could eat and not. And I actually documented everything. My abs were still popping. I was eating like, you know, a whole pizza pies, Burger King, McDonald's, like every day, like nonstop eating. Like I was 315 pounds again, like they're basically like stunts, you know, and uh, not putting on a, a pound of weight. But I did that seven times. And I got so tired of like eating like that. Like it was just like, ugh. and now I'm bulking. So I'm literally tired of eating. So I can't wait to go back into my, <laughs> my cut. You know? But, uh, but I put on, a, I put on a significant amount of muscle, amount of size. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to really shock the world with my next trans Cause I, I did multiple transformations this year. Every show that I competed, I look different. I look better. Okay. I look 
bigger, leaner, stronger. So because my whole thing is the transformation doesn't end. You know what I mean? Like just like in business and success, you know, like you mentioned Joe Rogan. This guy's got a hundred million dollar podcast. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't end. So things continue to grow and grow. And you can do that with your body, too. You can continue to improve and improve. So, you know, I've made some major improvements. And uh, now that I have a pro card, I have to compete against the pros. So I got to come in correct. You got to kind of now it's the next level now. Now you're right. now you're a pro. I mean, you think about it. Like an athlete who start a baseball player, you start out in single A, you go to double A, triple A, then you make it to the major leagues, and now you're in the major leagues. That that that's incredible. And you always hear like professional athletes that you know they made it to the show, but they weren't you know they weren't famous or anything. But they say like, imagine how good you have to be just to get there. And now imagine somebody who's an all star or something like that. So it's even working that much harder. And I, I tell like you're you're determined. You're gonna you're gonna do it. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any. Out in anybody's <laughs> mind, yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And and uh, once again, you can follow Anthony over at Anthony Lolly uh, on Instagram. And once again, please give out the website information where they can find all this. It's rbtshow.com. Radical Body Transformations. Rbtshow.com. You go on that website, or just do the RBT Challenge. Uh, you'll be able to find us there. But you can also just look me up on Instagram, Anthony Lolly, uh, Lolly like lollipop, L O L L I. Uh, Anthony, I want to thank you so much for being on, on the podcast tonight. This was, was really awesome getting to talk to you. I'm motivated now. I want to go do something. I, I really I don't know what I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I'm here for you if you ever need anything. Man. Thank I'm you, man. For, I appreciate it. So, you ever want to get a workout in, you know, that's I'm down for that all I, the time. I might just take you up on that. Yeah. All right. 100%. Thanks a lot, Anthony. Really appreciate you being on the podcast tonight. Once again, Anthony Lolly, check him out over on Instagram at Anthony Lolly. And uh, guys, January 1st is coming, man. This We got to do something, right? I know I'm going to do something. I'm really, I'm the new year, taking my health and my fitness to a new level. And I'll journey, I'll, you know, mark that here on the podcast. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us on Instagram, Facebook, and just listening at your home on your podcast listening devices. This was episode 205 of Keep Moving Forward. As always, available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. And on iTunes, five-star rate and review. We are played out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. You can also check it out on iTunes. And while you're there, his new band, Demon Scar, releasing new material all the time, has a live album out, live at Beery's. Check it out, demonscar.bandcamp.com. Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not just because it's named after me, because it really is just that good. Once again, thank you so much to everybody who joined us on Instagram and Facebook. Bonus episode this week, patreon.com slash KMF podcast. Talking about Christmas, relatives over from Italy. It's going to be a good one. Definitely check it out. Everybody, have an awesome week. I will talk to you soon. Have a good one.